Hello and welcome to this first episode of the Ragdoll Games Cast, brought to you by Jolly Jelly Media. I am Jesse Van Racknid, and joining me is Josh, aka Umni. How you doing? Umni. Uh, hey, good. I'm good. How are you today? Hey, not bad. Not bad. That's that's good. It's a good Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Holiday weekend. No one's no one's working, so that's fun. Uh, so just celebrating your independence, USA for USA. USA! Yeah, celebrating our independence by talking about video games, playing video games, and uh, drinking wine and getting high. <laughs> yes, yes. God, it's good to be an American. Um, yeah, so today uh, we'll talk a bit about what we've been playing, and I'm going to give a review of Nier Automata. Uh, but first, we'll kick it off with our big, fun topic of the show. And this was actually uh, your idea, and that was, are video games a waste of time? So Good question. Yeah. So what? So what do you think? You want to you want to kick that off? What What brought you to that yeah. question? Well, I was sitting there uh, on Sunday playing video games, and I was like, "Am I wasting my time right now?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think about this question on and off. Are video games a waste of time? And uh, obviously, I think the answer is probably sometimes yes, sometimes no, yeah. depending on how you want to look at it. I mean, everybody needs to relax sometimes. Some some people watch Netflix. Some people, I don't know, people have all kinds of hobbies, whether it's hiking or whatever, although that's more physically active. Although you could argue video games are more mentally active. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, I always had this problem growing up back whenever video games weren't cool, because I'm older. <laughs> uh, and I was in high school, and people would always like make fun of you for playing video games and like just laugh at you and like kind of bully you a little bit. And it's like, why? Like, what do you like to do? And they oh, watch movies. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> so... If you want to compare video games and, and sitting around watching Netflix all day or something, I would. you can make your argument that at least video games are keeping you mentally active and keeping your reflexes going, and they're challenging you in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, if you really want to pull it back, it's just like, well, is, is, is anything a waste of time? <laughs> you know, is entertainment a waste of time? You know, like you're saying with movies or, or whether you read right. or something. Uh, I mean, right. who cares? And especially, I mean, I guess it can depend to like what you're playing or, or or what kind of games you enjoy, because obviously, you know, whether something's explicitly educational or not, you're probably going to learn something or, I mean, even if it's something as simple as like learning a new word that you've like maybe never seen before, or, or if, uh, if, if a game like offers some kind of like concept that, or like challenge you in some way to, to get you to think, you know, outside of yourself a little bit, then obviously there's, there's value in that. Right. And I mean, a lot of kids today play I don't know, I guess Fortnite. I've never played it. Have you? Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan and I screwed around it a little bit whenever it, whenever the uh, Battle Royale first kind of launched, but we just did, I just did a few matches. I never figured out like the building part of it. Yeah, so I think a lot of younger kids play stuff like that online, online team-based things, and even that can teach kids how to communicate and how to organize and strategize and stuff. Yeah. So it's hard to... For a lot of people, and I don't think people shit on gaming as much now, as much as they used to. Mm -hmm. I think the older generation still still doesn't get it. Or I think a lot of girls still hate video games, even though we're told, no, 50% of gamers are girls. I don't think that's true. I think that's probably skewed because of mobile gaming and casual games. Like our mom will sit around playing Bejeweled, but is she a gamer? Right. I, I don't think I would lump her into that. Uh, no, no. 
But I think a lot of those people are, are counted in as like gamers. Sure. Uh, but then yeah. that begs the question, is that a waste of time for... So I, th- I think we can break it down into two people. Some people play gaming as a hobby and they really enjoy it. So for them, it's less of a waste of time. It can still cut into more productive things. Yeah. But if it's a hobby, then if it's a hobby, it's more important to them. If they're really getting a lot of stimulation from it, uh, I think that's good. But if it's getting in the way of your relationships and marriages and... I mean, I, I have friends who have gotten divorced from playing World of Warcraft too much and not <laughs> not paying attention to their lover. Uh-huh. So it can still it can get in the way. And then this person actually grew up to hate video games. Well, video games oh. are evil. They're they fucking like uh, they're addictive. And it's like, well, you don't blame video games because you couldn't handle it. Yeah, exactly. That's that sounds like that's on that's on this person uh, because again, video games or anything. Uh... You know, moderation, moderation in all things. Video games can be a problem for some people, sure, but you know, so can weed or booze or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know so, if that's a good analogy. Well, I mean, as far as well, of course, those are problems. I mean, as far as things being uh, addictive and you know, your self-control, pretty much. You know, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, anything. Yeah, anything that people love can get in the way. Someone could love animals and have ten cats, and it's like, hey, I li- I'd like to date you, but can you get rid of some of these cats? Because they're fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I love cats. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can get addicted or, like, you can get too involved into anything. Right. And so I, I think that's just kind of up to, you know, the individual to take a look at themselves and pay attention to if something is becoming a problem, whether that's whether that's video games or not. I know, personally for me, I've felt at different times in my life that maybe, especially when I was younger, that maybe certain... T- uh, social skills may have been uh, like a little arrested for me or, or I might have been behind socially in some ways because I just especially like City of Heroes like World of Warcraft time just the sheer amount of hours I would spend on the computer and not being out and interacting with people or, or being social you know right so I you know there, there can be effects for sure but I had to take it upon yeah, I... myself to realize that and you know yeah step away I think sometimes. about that too I, I, I'm pretty introverted, and uh, even like before starting this podcast, I'm like, oh man, I gotta talk, and I get a little nervous, which is weird because if I'm in a room with someone one-on-one, I don't really feel like that. I, I like talking to people, and I like asking them even really kind of more personal questions that it turn into a deeper or more meaningful conversation. Like, I enjoy doing that, but I think I'm more introverted when I'm in a group. Yeah. Like, when I'm in a group of people, then it's like, I don't want to talk to anyone, and... And maybe that's because when you're in a group, it's harder to have a good conversation. It's all surface level shit. And so I get kind of bored and I get kind of shy. And But yeah, from, from spending so much time alone writing and spending so much time alone gaming, yeah, I feel like that probably does affect, that has to affect people in some way. And mm-hmm. in some ways it almost feels like you can't relate to people because it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's hard to have, this is kind of off topic, I guess, but it's almost like it's hard to start off a conversation with like an icebreaker or... You know, hey, how's the weather? The weather today? It's like it's just something about I those kind of conversations shit. really like drill into my brain and like bore the shit out of me. And it's like I just become more like I just like retreat further into myself. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of all this shit. And I'm sure like being alone playing a lot of video games is part of that awkwardness. I feel that at work almost every day at my day job, like just seeing the same people day after day. And just, I don't want to sit there and just have stupid nothing conversations. I'd rather just 
sit there in silence or stare at my phone or whatever. It's like, I don't want to come, like, you know, I don't want to hear about this lady's stupid kids or, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I just don't want to have these conversations. Oh, you know, the weather's nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's pretty nice. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, I see you all day, every day. Why do we, why do we even have to act like anyone gives a shit about each other? <laughs> kind of. And, and right. so, so maybe that's not good, but that's, yeah. that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I work in the gaming industry now and working in the gaming industry, I've worked in a couple of different places and uh, going to those offices, I never felt, I always felt good going to those offices. I probably cause I liked my job. There were some people, there were some people in some of those jobs I didn't care for and uh, they made the job awful. And uh, they're actually one one person from somewhere I used to work. A bunch of us quit because of this person just being kind of an asshole. And uh, now I work from home, and I love it. I love that I can listen to music and podcasts all day. And at the same time, maybe that's not healthy because it's just encouraging me to be introverted. <laughs> uh huh. But I do like it. Yeah, I know at the at the same time for for me, you know, mentioning um, some of my more probably more important developmental years being spent so much online at the same time you know talking about whether it's a waste of time or not this is kind of like nerdy and like dumb or something but like those are some of like the best memories of my life <laughs> like playing warcraft and city of heroes like i still have so many stories of just like just awesome or hilarious things that happened or just being a troll like you know, like whenever, like Eric and I on City of Heroes, we would uh, invite random people to parties, and then we'd go up to the top of like skyscrapers. And so, the if you had the teleport power, the one part of it was you could summon your teammates to you. But early on in the game, like whenever that first started, it wouldn't, it didn't give you a prompt to accept it or not. So we would just invite random people to a party. We would fly up to the top of a skyscraper. And then if someone would accept the party invite, Eric would just like summon them over uh, over the edge of the skyscraper and we would just watch them fall to their death. <laughs> and I then, used to do that too. And then, and then that too, you would get that experience debt. So it was like seriously detrimental to people and we and we just had a great time. So, so Yeah, that's back when video games were fun. They, yes. they call that griefing. They call that yeah. griefing now, Jesse. Uh -huh. And uh, you're a piece of shit. I know, but it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so fun. But like, so... You know, I, I look back on these things and like, I, and again, it's some of the, some of my favorite just life memories uh, took place within, you know, online virtual worlds. You know, I still yeah, remember me too, especially I, in Warcraft. I, yes. And I met some good friends in Warcraft that I still talk to to this day. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember uh, uh, Jordan, if you're out there, super terrific dancers, the STDs. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, Arcanon. First guild. Yeah. Yeah. Super terrific dancers was some guy, yeah. Uh, it was some other guys, but he invited us to it. I remember that. Um, then of course Arcanon and all the guys in uh, Black Dragon Elite. Still remember the first time we did Molten Core, and yeah. it, it was just it was incredible. Like I'll never forget it. What was that guy's name? Jordan? Is that what our guild leader was name? His name was. Yeah, the STDs guy was Jordan. Uh, yeah, Arcanon and was. He sold out. Yeah, he sold out. and He went to join one of the biggest guilds in the server, and we were like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> we play this game for fun. We don't play it to like be all serious like these nerds. Yeah, come on. And he's like, yeah, but I, I just, I, you know, I need to get some armor and stuff. And I was like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah, I used to work in a factory. And they, they say the definition, of, the definition of insanity is what? 
repeating repetition with like nothing changes or something like that. I butchered that real bad. Uh, yeah. Um, expecting different results from the same action. Right, that's it. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember just like going in to work week after week and the same people, the same person in particular, like every Monday he would just be like, after at the, at the end of the day he'd just go, four days left, you know, till the weekend. <laughs> then uh -huh. Wednesday, two days left. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? I don't know, I got real drunk. I don't even remember. Back to work. It's like, Jesus Christ, is that what you're going to do for the rest of your life? Just work and hate yourself and wait for the weekend and then get blitzed out of your mind and then go back and repeat. My God, that's one of the reasons right. I, I had to get out of there. It was like these people were driving me nuts. I didn't think that job was that bad. It was it was uh, a lot of um, physical physical work that kept me moving, and that's good, but like half the people there really drove me nuts. Right. Uh, not that I think I'm any better than them. I really don't. It's just, just that mindset of just repeating the same lines over and over. They would tell the same jokes over and over. And it's like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard this. You told me this. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but it's really funny, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's you know, I've, we've we've been through this part of our life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, is is work a waste of time? Because I would consider my day job a, a huge waste of fucking time. But at the same time, it uh, you know, you need money and I need health insurance. So in that way, it's not a waste of time, I guess. But it's not fulfilling and it's not what i want to do you know right. for the rest of my life so yeah and i i work in localization and for video games and yeah it's not really fulfilling it, especially because i'm not a big fan of mobile games because i think they're very predatory and and uh it's just hey buy this currency you got this currency all these you know it's like how we, we play knockout kings and, and when you level up it's just like throwing all these numbers and like flashes at you and Reward, 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 reward. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is probably bad for society, not good. Yeah, like the, the like slot machine kind of just like meters going up, flashing lights, all kinds of sounds. Like, ding, 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 stimuli, 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 level up, level up, level up, level up, points. <laughs> you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome. <laughs> I, okay, thank you. And and then and, and for them, for people like us, it's just like, oh, this is annoying, skip it. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I just want to throw a dodgeball at people. I don't give a shit about meaningless number going up in this you know yeah yeah I, I suppose it's more it's worse for younger people whose brains are still developing to have that pushed in their face all day yeah but more, but going back to like more like wasting time with games i think you can separate people into more of hardcore gamers or or not even necessarily hardcore because maybe a lot of hardcore gamers are wasting their time if they're if that's all they do all day every day uh-huh but uh more of like the traditional gamer versus the casual gamer because it's like sometimes like if you're at the airport or if i'm at a restaurant and i'll see people playing games on their phones and this is another topic for another day mobile games versus console games and pc games but i see these people playing games on their phone whether it's a lot of the time it's like the rts's like uh, i can't even think of uh, of them anymore like those mo like mobile assault is that one of them like the Oh, the games like, uh, they used to have like Arnold Schwarzenegger on their commercials and shit. Yeah, like uh, like, like Clash of Clans kind of things like yeah, that. Yeah, that stuff. kind of stuff. Yeah, I really wonder like, do they go home and play on their console, or are they just sitting in line? And since they're bored, they're just they're waiting for the food to come out, or they're waiting for the plane. So they're just literally wasting time, tapping buttons. <laughs> yeah, accruing this currency to to spend to build buildings that really mean nothing. Like a lot of these a lot of these games. Because a lot of them are kind of mindless. Even the company that makes these games, 
goddamn, I can't think of the name of the company. Mm-hmm. But they don't even consider themselves a gaming company. Even though all they make is mobile games, they don't consider themselves a gaming company, which says everything you need, oh. need to know. It's just it's just about taking people's time, getting them to throw $5 in here, $5 in here and there to buy some kind of bullshit currency. And uh, yeah, it's all about time consumption, which I think is a waste of time. Yeah, you know, literally. <laughs> make sure you log in once a day. Make sure you log in three times a day. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. Like, leave, like get out of my face. And even... Whenever EA and AAA companies trying to bring that shit into console games and PC games, it's super, super annoying. Yes. Like, just competing for your time. Give me your time. Give me your time. It's like, don't... You shouldn't pressure people into having to log in so many times a day or... Like, I'm fine with the season passes and stuff. Hearthstone does season passes appropriately. Um, The Knockout Kings just had their first event, and I think that's handled very appropriately. That event's been going on for a week or two, right? Yeah, I just the started, heat wave event. I just started yesterday, City. and I've already gotten almost all of the prizes you can get in there uh-huh. just from a couple of days of playing. Uh, and I think that's good. That's healthy. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Opinion. Yeah, I think they I think they handled it pretty well. I mean, I know we were criticizing the uh, the level up aspect of it, but but it is pretty generous with giving you the currency and letting you get things you need without having to put money in. But I guess that there also is a base price on the game as well. Maybe it would be harder if if the game was free, but. But I, I do think that, yeah, that they handle it better than most games like that. Yeah. So so back to, like, casual gamers who just play mobile shit. Do you think they're wasting their time? Or, I mean, it's their choice what they want to do with their time. Is there, mm-hmm. anything, more fru- is there anything more fruitful they could be doing with their time? Or, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Um, you know, I again, I guess it's just uh, that's up for, you know, the individual to decide. But generally mobile things like that I, I would say are probably just a waste of time and and if someone yeah i mean i guess if you're standing in line and you just want to turn your brain off for a little bit and press some buttons and see some flashing lights then whatever but but personally i i think you know if there's a spectrum of whether it's a wasting time or not you know something more like uh near uh, automata which as i mentioned up top i'll give my review later but there's just but that's like has all these like super heady themes and like it deals with like existentialism, like all this metaphysical shit. And it's like, and it's in the way that that wraps it up into a video game and uses the medium of video games to tell the story. And it all just like folds in on itself. And it's just like, and it's brilliant and it makes you think and it's, and it's amazing. And uh, so I put like 50 hours into that and I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider that a waste of time because it was a, uh, it was just such an enjoyable and rewarding just narrative experience for me. So, so I guess if you want to say more story-based things that have value, I think are much less of a time waste compared to, you know, maybe something like, like a more, not just a mobile game, but like a competitive game, like competitive games as well. Uh, whether it's like Fortnite or, or even like call of duty, you know, or Warzone or whatever, where just over and over again, you're just, running around and shooting people and that's it you're not really getting anything from that you know i i would say things like that are are more of a waste of time than than, you know like a a good story i suppose if there's a gauge a gauge of what's more of a waste of time i i think well i mean it depends on what parameters you're setting Mm -hmm. if it's more for like intellectual like good story that challenges you then yeah then call of duty could be more of a waste of time but i was thinking and I was thinking this could be another topic for another day, day, but I was thinking of how, like, almost all video games are puzzle games in a way, because even something like Call of Duty, 
It requires you to memorize every corner of the map and to memorize where the weapon... Well, I guess maybe Call of Duty doesn't have weapon layouts like Halo does where they spawn at a certain time or, or whatever. But there is skill in remembering every corner of a map and remembering where people spawn and remembering yes. where people can shoot you from. And that does take a lot of brain work to be good at that. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would call it a waste of time uh, exactly. But the more I sit here and think about mobile games... I think mobile games, they almost admit that they're a waste of time uh -huh. by forcing you to log in every day. And in a lot of these games, you can play them without even being logged in. You can set auto battles, and it'll just oh. level up for you. You right. don't literally play the game. Uh -huh. And a lot of these games, even when you're playing the game and it's on your screen, you can just click auto battle, and you can just watch it play for you. <laughs> uh, like There was one game we worked on at our company uh, where it was I kind of enjoyed it because it was almost... It was more of like a RPG simulator, in a way, where you just manage your team. You buy, you know, you you unlock characters. You buy these crystals. You randomly get new characters. If you get repeat characters, you can condense them into one character, make the character more powerful. But you don't really play the game. You upgrade. You push buttons to upgrade. You push buttons to equip armor and shit. You manage your team loadout, and then you set your team in the battle. And you don't really do anything. It was almost like, like a football simulator, but for nerds. Or for bigger nerds. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> That's kind of what it was. And I, I kind of enjoyed it. But I, I, maybe I only enjoyed it because I got to play it while I was working. Yeah. And, uh, if I played it during my free time, I, maybe, I probably wouldn't be that, in, that, that into it. But, but yeah, how is that not a waste of time? You're not really doing anything. You're, I mean, you're reading statistics. Oh, this armor is better than this armor. Equip this armor. Uh, upgrade this guy. Transcend this character. Now he has a superpower. Pick this level. Send him in the battle. See if they win or not. It's like, why? Like, why not read a book? Like, if you're if you're waiting in line, why not read some news or read or take a book with you and instead of playing a mindless video game? No, I don't think all mm -hmm. video games are mindless, but I think probably e even the majority of mobile games are just mindless trash. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So, yeah, especially in that case. It probably would be more beneficial for somebody to, I don't know, yeah, pull up the news, you know, see what's, yeah, see what's going on on planet Earth well, yeah. or whatever, you know, instead of Even just. Even though, I would not recommend anyone read mainstream media anyway, so maybe it's no, better to stay away from the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe video game, maybe mindless video games taking people away from the news, the news is helping save the country. Ah, so more mindless, mind. yes. Play more, play more mobile games. More don't mindless games, news, please. Yeah. <laughs> More mindless games. Um, yeah. Well, uh, do you have any more uh, ideas on, on that topic? So a lot of times, I would say if you're sitting around playing video games and you feel you feel that tinge of something pulling at you, saying like something like there's something your brain is whispering at you, hey, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Stop being a piece of shit. That probably means you've been playing too many video games. And yeah, you probably should get up and work towards something. Yeah. Because um, I notice, like, if I sit down and play video games at the end of a work day, I feel fine because like, I've, I've done stuff today. Or if I wake up during the weekend and I go somewhere and I do some reading and writing and then I spend the second half of the day gaming, I feel good because I've already yes. done my work. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you feel something telling you, you maybe you're wasting your time, you should probably listen to that. You probably are. And uh, find something more productive to fit in, whether it's exercising or reading or, or another hobby. Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely say start a podcast. Don't sit around playing. Don't. Yeah, I would say if you're playing video games for 12 hours a day every day, 
probably doing something wrong. Right. Unless you're a professional gamer and you're getting paid for it. Yeah, that's uh that's um one aspect of why, you know, I wanted to do this is it kind of makes playing video games and loving them so much less of a waste of time because I'm I'm taking that love and that passion and, and, and trying to make something out of it. You know, trying to make a product that maybe hopefully people would will like to listen to and uh you know putting putting that i guess knowledge of games to use um beyond just simply playing them right yeah i mean it's good to do things like this especially if you're uploading to different channels and then you're editing uh you can use all of that on your resume for other jobs in the future right but you know so, so even doing something like this if you have zero if you have zero listeners like like we will probably have it's still something you can put on a resume and it's still something that you it helps you learn new skills yeah exactly and it involves games, so that's it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, we can, and pretty much anyone can do it. Uh, you know, it's whether I mean even uh, streaming, which I would like to start doing here soon. But that even kind of makes it more worth you know the the time and investment if you're streaming and and again like you know making a product that's again you know more than than just playing a game. Yeah, if you're streaming and you're that's that's another topic for another day too is streamers. Because every once in a while I watch them and then I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? That's how I feel. <laughs> I... Well, because video games take a lot of mental power to play. So a lot of people aren't even talking. They're just playing. And then you, they're, 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 you know, they're, their image is down in the corner of the screen. And they don't say anything for 10 minutes. And it's like, well, like, why don't I just go play this game myself? Like, yeah. Why am I watching it? My cat's knocking things over. I agree. I don't get it, but people apparently like it. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, like I'm going to give it a shot I... someday. I think if we stream together and do something like this where we have some topics that we can riff off of while we're gaming, that might be fun. But even sometimes I'll watch a game, a streamer, just to see how a game plays. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Or, or if it's a certain person that I know, somebody in politics who happens to be streaming, or somebody in metal, like the singer for Dark Tranquility, streams video games. Oh, yeah. I was watching That's him awesome. play Biomutant the other day, and, and, I, and he for like 10 minutes he was trying to figure out some puzzle. And he just wasn't saying anything. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> growl or Why something. Am I watching this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do a growl. Uh, so, yeah, do you want to talk about what we've been playing? Uh, yeah, we can go into that. I'm going to start off with uh, the uh, Knockout Kings. Yeah, Knockout City. Yeah. Oh, shit. I've been calling it Knockout Kings for weeks. Is it Knockout City? It's Knockout City, yeah. What's Knockout Kings? Is that something else? I don't know. Probably. Look it up. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we've been playing that and. Uh, I, I think it's a blast. Um, there's no, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, but, go ahead. Uh, Knockout Kings is a, is a boxing game from for PlayStation One. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, All right, but anyway, yeah, it's a uh, one complaint I guess I would have is like sometimes it doesn't feel like the catch the catch works like the L two doesn't always work. But that's probably just my lack of skill or, or whatever. But maybe I want to say something about that because I stopped playing for two to three weeks because I started playing Like a Dragon, which I can talk about. Okay. A little bit in a se- in a second, but so I logged. I started playing again for the first time in a few weeks, and I felt I know there was a couple updates in between then, and I felt like the catch button was a little bit more responsive for me. Like I was doing way better. I thought I was going to do bad because I hadn't played in a while, but I felt like I was catching more than ever. So I don't know if they slightly adjusted it, but uh, could be. I think it, it's still not it's still not perfect. I don't think, but I think it's a little. I felt like a little better to me. I don't know if it's just in my head or not. Yeah. Uh really fun i i really enjoy it um special balls and stuff are, are cool and i guess i really don't know what else to say and, you know it's just a mindless competitive fun dodgeball game yeah i mean it's 
it's good because these are some these are some of my favorite games or the competitive games that they last they're complex in their simplicity and it makes them last a long time i mean i hope this game lasts a long time i don't see why it wouldn't but yeah it's like rocket league like i still love rocket league i still love hearthstone uh overwatch um i love all of these games these are games to me that i can t- i can stop playing for a year and i'll be like oh, i, I want to go back and play that and I'll, and I'll jump right back in it seems like it still finds games pretty fast uh i saw that it was on sale already even though it's only been out for like a month or maybe a little longer yeah. i don't know if that's a bad sign but yeah there were a couple times that i'd gotten on where a queue would take like a minute and a half almost two minutes a couple times but then sometimes it's just instant so uh, i guess it kind of just depends on the time of day uh that you play but but it, it definitely seems like it takes a little longer to find matches compared to the first week yeah although me jumping back in maybe because the sale just started it's been finding games fairly fast but I think around the time I stopped playing a few weeks ago, yeah, it was taking sometimes a minute or longer. Yeah. I don't know, but it's on Game Pass too, so all those people are getting it for free and it's cross-play, so uh, hopefully it's fine because it's really, it's a ton of fun, so. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, for like in certain ways, of uh, Death Row back on the original Xbox because I, I love that game so much. Back in the day, uh, me and Eric and Matt would always play it. So it was more, so anyone who's, who's not familiar, it was like a... Uh, I think it was like four on four teams or whatever, but it's essentially it's just like a big court, and then there was these two goals on either end. So you would just run around with this disc, and you'd have to throw it in this little goal. Or alternatively, you could just beat the fuck out of everybody, and if you knocked out the entire opposite team, you could win that way too. So there's aspects of Knockout yeah, City that remind me of, of that yeah, game. Yeah, it definitely does. I, I forgot about that game. Yeah, we used to play that a lot. Death Row. Back in the day, I forgot, I forgot about it. Yeah, I, um, I think about that game a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And once you get the mechanics down, and like, whenever you're like, even if it's just you, you and one other person, and you're just throwing the ball back and forth, and it gets really intense because you're like, who's gonna fuck up first? Yeah. And the nice thing is, you, the nice thing is, you can take two hits before you die, unless you get hit by a human. And what that means is, you can curl up into a ball, and your teammate can throw you. And if you hit someone like that, it's an auto kill. Otherwise, with a normal dodgeball, it takes two hits. It gets really intense, and there are even sometimes where it's just you versus the whole team, one one on three. And if you kind of like go into Zen mode and calm down and just concentrate on catching the balls that they throw at you, and just really take your time, you can take out a whole team, and it feels it feels super fantastic. Yeah. One thing, uh, speaking of that, that I that I think is annoying is if the opposite team really knows what they're doing and they have a couple people, and if they time if they time their throws just like a split second off, that second ball is going to hit you every time because you you physically can't catch that fast it seems yeah it doesn't seem i i at least i haven't caught anything that whenever balls are that close together i haven't caught them yet and i haven't seen anyone catch that quick i don't think i don't know if that's maybe it's necessary maybe because maybe if you got super skilled would the matches ever end if, if you could catch anytime you wanted so maybe yeah. maybe that delay that slight delay in animation is kind of necessary but yeah probably i don't know there's also a one-on-one mode though and i haven't tried it that might be interesting that might last forever. <laughs> Who knows? Uh-huh. I'm I sure did... there's a time limit, but... Right. Uh, I did do one match of it, and it was super close, and I lost, but that was, that was the only one-on-one I've done. But I think I think the one-on-one also... Uh, so usually when, the, when a ball's coming at you, uh, the size of your screen turn red, and then you can kind of hear like the whoosh of the ball coming at you so that you, can, so that you know to turn around or whatever and, and catch. But I think on the one-on-one, they, they take the warnings out. So like obviously you can oh, still, really? hear, you can still oh. hear the ball, but I don't think... I don't think the edges of your screen turn red if if a ball is coming at you like like normally. 
So that's pretty neat too. Yeah, yeah. Normally it turns red whenever someone's lo- locked onto you. Yeah, yeah. So then you know, like, hey, someone's aiming at me, and it encourages you to look around to see where they're looking at you from. Mm-hmm. But you can also pull trick. You can also be kind of tricky with that. You can lock onto somebody and then run behind a wall, but hold the lock on button. And so for them, their screen will stay red, but they won't know where the hell you are, and that can act as a distraction for your team to come in from behind and like hit them as well. Yeah, uh, I've seen people utilize that too, where they'll. Uh... They'll, like if, you know, say like you and a partner or whatever are close to each other, they'll lock on to, to somebody and then hurry up real quick, look at the other person and throw it. They're aiming at you and you think, okay, they're going to throw the ball at me. I'm going to get ready. And then they hurry up real quick, throw it at the guy, throw it at your partner who's beside you and like try to like, you know, psych you out that way. I've, I've seen people do that. Yeah. The nice thing too is you can jump in front of your teammates and catch the ball if you want. I did that. I think it was this morning or last night. They threw a ball at my teammate from really close and I just jumped in front of him and caught it and threw it back and got a kill. Oh really yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I like I like the cage ball a lot too, and that's that can be fun and uh chaotic. Because I think this was yesterday as well. But I threw one, I threw a cage ball at somebody, and one of my teammates ran between us, and I, I hit my teammate in the back with it instead, because they because they got in the way of the ball, and so that that was like that was fun and and chaotic and shit. If you hit your teammate with it, then they did they go into the cage? Yeah, yeah. So because oh, okay. if you hit your teammate with a normal ball, it doesn't take their health away. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, the cage ball will it will put him in, into a cage and I was like, "Oh shit." So yeah, it's super satisfying yeah, that... caging somebody and throwing them off the edge. <laughs> that that never gets old. Yeah. That's interesting. That's your favorite ball. I think that's my least favorite ball. Oh yeah. Cuz for me it's like when I hit somebody, I want to know I'm doing damage. It's like if I hit them with a cage ball and they just roll away cuz I can't get to them in time. I feel like, "Man, what a waste." That's probably my my favorite one. Bomb balls fine. That's funny. I think the moon one is my favorite just cuz I like how it takes away your gravity you can jump like two or three times as high yeah just kind of float in the air yeah Yeah. i really like that yeah it's it's really cool how that how it you know can change the game apparently they're supposed to be adding new special balls but i don't know what kind or like what they plan on doing or anything i haven't heard but i know they are supposed to add more eventually so that'll be cool to see what else they can do with it and you know how else they can uh you know kind of like change the change the game in fun ways i know we weren't supposed to review Anything but near today, but uh, you want to throw a score on Knockout Kings? <laughs> knockout uh, Arena? What is it? City. Knockout, knockout City. City. Yeah, if I had to put a score on it... I mean, uh, we were at, like, max level, so I think we, we've we played it plenty enough to review. Yeah. I'm, uh, probably leading towards, like, an 8.75 or so. Yeah, 8.75? Yeah. Or a 7.5.8. What do you mean? Like 8.75-ish, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if it's quite a 9, but it's, it's probably... Well, you're going into the tenths of the... It's decimals. probably better than 8.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a four, uh, that's exactly four, what I was thinking. Probably four. like 8.7. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Wow. Look at us. Um, and the, yeah, and there's, there's a bunch of unlockables. You can customize your character a lot. That's the one thing I wanted to talk about, is like some of the uh, taunts are hilarious. I was playing uh, last yeah. night me and this dude were playing and we were doing really good like our kdrs were always like 10 and so we teamed up we joined the same group and we were just running around pushing up on the d-pad screaming the same <laughs> new screaming mode that they released oh. ah! 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 just screaming the entire game and i just couldn't stop laughing but we just kept doing it back and forth uh-huh. it's really funny yeah it is fun i don't i think i have pow 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 i just run around yelling pow uh, that's really fun. Uh, the, the boohoo one is funny sometimes. Whenever someone kills you and they, 
Yeah, they'll start crying and make fun of you. The new event one, the one where it's, like, it's kind of like a cry, a little whiny cry. Yeah, that might be funny. I'm probably gonna buy it because I. So I got for all of the for the event, they hid popsicles in every arena, and if you find all of them, you get a bunch of tickets, and you use those tickets to buy limited time rewards. Uh, I got all of them in all of the levels except for one. I'm missing one ticket in the construction level, or I'm missing one Ooh. popsicle in the construction level. So I want to go back and get that. That'll give me another 120 tickets. And I think I'm going to go in and buy buy all of the items that I haven't got yet after we're done with this podcast. Yeah, I can't if you wait. You join me? Yeah, I will. That's yeah, a, I'm done. We got pretty I'm good done with Knockout Kings. Pretty pretty good time. 2001. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you. Uh, you tried uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Any oh. any impressions on that? Really? I mean, I don't know how much. I forgot about that. I only played one. I played like the training level, and then I played the first map. That's all I played. It was really clunky. The controls were really just clunky, kind of laggy. Like when you push a button, it takes a half a second to like swing. However, I did find myself compelled to finish the entire first level, which is kind of long. And I didn't play multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I just did it myself. I was playing as an archer, and yeah, shooting the enemy, the combat felt, even though it was kind of clunky and slow, it felt decent to me, and I really enjoyed, each map has a bunch of treasure chests that are kind of puzzles, you have to figure out how to get to them. Like in the first map, there's a bunch of uh, kind of like spiky ice on the ground, and if you walk over it, it'll drain your health and slow you down really quick. So there are like torches around, and if you stand beside a torch, it gives you a, a heat buff. And it allows you to run through the ice for so for maybe 30 seconds or something. And so you have to find these tortures to get the heat buff, and then you can run through the ice to get these chests, which have loot and stuff in them. Okay. And I actually thought I actually thought that was kind of neat for a multiplayer game to have these little puzzles in there you have to figure out as you're going through. But overall, it, it seems like it's getting a lot of negative reviews from from players. I think the critic review is like six out of ten on average, six maybe seven. And like I said, I only played one level. 7 out of 10 seems probably about right, maybe slightly high from what I've played so far, but okay. But I'm not sure if you unlock more armor, if you upgrade your character and level up, if maybe it makes your character animations a bit more smooth and, and timely. Maybe that's a thing, I don't know. I can't really judge it fully right now. Yeah. But from the from the hour and a half or two hours I spent in it, I thought it was... If you have Game Pass, it's free as... Well, you know, free in quotes. Yes. If you have Game Pass, I'd say, I'd say yeah. If you like RPGs, give it a try. Uh, I slightly enjoyed my time. I slightly didn't. I'll <laughs> probably go back to make sure I don't like it later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's okay. Cool. And you mentioned uh, a dragon as well. Yakuza. Is that your first? Yeah. Uh, like well, Yakuza game that you've played very it's much. Actually, the third Yakuza game. It's the third Yakuza game I've tried. But the first two I tried, I played them years after they came out. They're slightly outdated. They didn't really stick with me. I thought the story was cool. I, I like beat 'em ups, but I, I don't know. There's something about it. It, it just didn't stick. It didn't keep pulling me in. However, like a dragon, I love. I'm probably. I don't even. I don't know. Maybe 15 hours in, I'm like on chapter five, and I find the story. The story is like half serious. Well, the story itself, the main storyline, is pretty serious, and all of the side quest stuff is super hilarious. <laughs> it's a totally different vibe. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much because I think maybe you'll play it some some point. But yeah, someday I would like to. I uh, it's hard to talk about it without spoiling little little parts. But uh, I can use the word ragtag like we almost called this podcast. <laughs> you form this ragtag group of uh, 
you form this ragtag party that you go around and you do battle with and that they're involved in the story and it's really interesting all of the characters like every time i turn that game on and i see the the group of people that i'm with and i hear their dialogue it makes me really happy because i'm like man i i'm so glad i get to jump back into the world of these 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 dudes these dudes and one chick so far <laughs> so far i have three guys in my party and one girl and everyone will have this it's not random uh-huh. it's just part of the storyline okay but uh I'm really happy to see these characters and hear them communicate with each other, and I, I think it's awesome. And the side quests always make me laugh. <laughs> uh, slightly, slight spoilers for one, because I because I just want to get I want to get across the idea of how hilarious it is. Okay. There's like this one side quest where you're there's this dude, and he's I think he's like hurrying home for something, but he's holding this baby formula because I think he has a baby at home. But but then you hear this baby crying in this building, and for some reason, they get this idea that this baby must need help because he's in, the, in, his, in this building crying in this, like... I think it's like a prostitute building. And they're like, what the hell is it? Why is there a baby in this building? We should help it out. So you go and you buy baby formula and you go into the building and it's just a bunch of grown men in diapers doing this baby <laughs> fetish thing. <laughs> and they're all in there crying and acting like babies. <laughs> and then they get pissed off because you interrupted them. So then you have to fight them. So you fight all these dudes, grown-ups wow. up, grown in baby formula. And the dialogue is really hilarious. And then afterwards, the main baby guy, he's, he, he's like, hey, why don't you sell it? Hey, we learned a lesson today because of their dialogue, whatever they talk about in the dialogue. Like, we learned a lesson today. This is great. Why don't you uh, have a sip of formula with us as a cheers? And then <laughs> you get to choose if you want to drink formula with them or not. And then if you do or you don't, it affects your stats in a certain way. Wow. That sounds it's awesome. Super. It's hilarious. Like, it's really fun. There's, I've, I've LOL'd at that game more than anything I want. Like, like probably I haven't allowed at, at a game like this probably since like a South Park game or something. Oh, that's that. I'm super interested now. Then that's that sounds very yeah. very enjoyable. And the combat is turn based, which I'm not not normally into, but there's a bit of randomness involved in the in the uh, environment. Like if you do an attack, but you're beside an item, your character will pick up the item, throw it at the guy, hit them, and then go in for his attack. So you can do bonus damage depending on where your character is standing. Oh, okay. So there's like some random randomness in there, and then certain kill, certain skills hit multiple people. So you have to pay attention to where the enemy is standing and where you're standing. Because sometimes, if you try to attack an enemy that's too far back, an enemy that's closer will interrupt your attack. So there's so even though it's turn-based, there's a decent amount of strategy involved that keeps you engaged in the in the combat. So uh, yeah, I'm planning on going back to it and finishing it because I love it. So uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm really surprised because I haven't gotten into a Yakuza game up till now. We tried Operation Tango the other day, which is the current, uh, well, I guess for last month now technically, but the the free PlayStation 5 game for PlayStation Plus subscribers. And so essentially it's, uh, you need two people to play it. And so one person is like the field agent, like the spy on the ground. And then the other player is like the man in the chair, like back at the base. Uh, you're You're like the hacker guy. Whenever I played with Ryan, I was the hacker for a couple levels. So then whenever you and I played, I took the field agent role, and then you were the hacker. But I, th- I really love those kind of co-op games like that that are it's not your standard like video game experience kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we only played three levels, but I, I never played any game like that. I'm sure there's other games like that that exist, I think. I think there was a popular mobile game that this kind of, uh, not copying off of, but inspired by, I guess. Mm-hmm. where there's one person at one end, there's another person at another end. You have to communicate in order to figure out the puzzles. Like, and I thought that was really interesting. I've never played anything like that, where it's like, where it's like, okay, go here now. 
and on one end you can see things that the other person can't see yes. you have to direct them where to go sometimes and if they if you if you direct them incorrectly maybe they'll fall off a ledge or or something like that it's and it's but most of it's puzzle based like you're kind of like hacking and it's okay do you see this number anywhere okay based on this number what do you see and then they'll say i see, i see this i see this symbol and then they they tell you the symbol and then you do something back on your end based on what they see so it's like constant communication back and forth uh and it's really interesting i had a lot of fun even though we only played a little bit of it it's been a lot of fun yeah like if uh the hacker player needs like an ip address or something or or like a server number or whatever the field agent you know might be able to see it then you'd be like oh, okay it's like three two four eight twelve you're going back and forth and helping each other that way it's like the uh like the Hazelight studios games like uh, a way out and it takes two are like uniquely co-op and like they, they come with a a friend pass that so you only have to since it requires two people you only have to buy the game once and then you can give the code to one of your friends and then play that way so i haven't played it takes two yet but i would i would like to i'm definitely interested in it but i, it's, I guess it's kind of more for like couples but a way out yeah is uh co-op like story heavy prison escape game and so like it's more like cinematic, but it's more about just like the little decisions that you make as you play. And I thought that game was awesome too. And it, it ends in a really awesome way as well. That, that yeah, sounds I haven't interesting played that. I, I probably never will because I don't have anyone to really play it with. But yeah, it seemed interesting. And yeah, the other interesting thing about Operation Tango is some of it's time-based. So if you don't complete something in time, you have to restart. You might have to restart a kind of a, not super long process, but a kind of a long process. You have to start it all over. Uh, so it can get kind of intense with the with the clock clicking down and you have to communicate. It's like you're on some kind of game show or something almost. Yeah. Remember game shows? Remember that? <laughs> they still exist. Remember them? Yeah. Almost like I used the... to watch Game Show Network all the time. Dude, seriously, do game shows, other than Price is Right, are there game shows anymore? Uh, Yeah. Does that happen? Yeah. I'm big. still out of touch with there's, yeah, normal there's, TV. They still have like the big like primetime cable like trivia shows and shit. And um, I think Ellen had some kind of show for game show for a while that was like yeah. either like do like different stunts or like answer questions while some robots fucking you in the ass or whatever and then <laughs> uh and then also the, the game show that i really want to get on is a uh, that hot ones called hot ones that guy i can't remember what his name is but like he interviews people while they eat hot chicken wings well uh, uh i've heard of it yeah so oh yeah yeah wait that's not a game show though it's just like a podcast right yes but he they he does have a game show version of it now where it's called hot ones the game show and it's like two teams of two people and like the first rounds like trivia the second rounds kind of like visual puzzles or, or like something like that and then uh whatever the third part is but in between like every question or round or whatever they have to take another bite and then like the wing sauces get hotter and hotter as you're playing and like people just have like tears like their makeup's running down their face there's like snot everywhere uh people like yeah. people like puke and shit <laughs> and it's just like that looks really fucking fun because i love hot things and and I, I like hot wings yeah so i've only i've only watched his podcast once and it was the one where he did with weird al weird al yankovic uh-huh but weird al was totally pussing out he would just take like this little nibble of skin <laughs> he wouldn't really eat the chicken wing and i was like man come on come on weird al i understand that it's probably really hot but yeah at least take one at least take one big chunk like take one bite you know mm-hmm don't just like take this little like you can see like his teeth come out and just like bite the tip of skin and just pull it back you know <laughs> i took a bite no you didn't you didn't take shit yeah um well anyway uh video games huh sometimes before i uh 
Yeah, before I talk about uh, uh, Nier here to finish out this portion, uh, I just want to say that I started playing Chivalry 2 yesterday, and it is fucking amazing. It is so fun. Uh, the humor is it's just hilarious, and it's it's chaos. So for anyone unfamiliar, uh, there's uh, it's a 64-player mode, 40-player mode, and then like free-for-all. So like two teams of 32 people, and it's just uh, it's just medieval warfare. So it's fairly realistic. There's no magic or anything like that, but there's four classes. You can be like a pikeman or like a knight with a sword, or you could be like an archer or whatever. But and hey, what's the last one? Um, I can't even think of it. Because obviously there's uh, yeah, there's the archer, and then there's the swordsman, and then there's the longer weapon. And then there's... Whichever weapon, because you can switch out your weapon, but yeah. I don't even remember what the last one is. I think it's Vanguard, anyway. and they have battle axes, but I don't know... Oh, maybe a shield? Is there a dude have a, some dudes have shields, right? Oh, yeah, some people have shields, yeah. Yeah, I think Vanguard it is, but but anyway, it's just hilarious chaos. Uh, like you were saying with Knockout City, how you can like just run around and scream as much as you want. You just double tap square to battle cry and i just i'm just constantly battle crying <laughs> yeah, it's really funny like it's really funny like weak scream like like a scream from a weak man charging in the battle yes at least on the blue team i don't know about the red team right yeah Is it the same no the yeah whatever they're called but the, the the red team they're they're more like serious and gruff and like oh like uh, threatening and like more self-serious and then and then the blue team's kind of like, oh no like hackney little like uh you know kind of just like weak like almost like peasant people like they like it seems like you're more like like a peasant who was like thrown into the situation you know and you're not like an actual trained soldier or anything they, they play the same but just as far as the uh emoting goes like those are like the two kind of like the vibes of the teams yeah um, but yeah, i've only played for a couple hours but it, it is hilarious i definitely laughed quite a bit playing it oh man i'm i'm just constantly like like every match i play minimum of like two times i'm i'm hitting i'm hitting the capture button and just like save last 15 seconds or save last 30 seconds it's just it's like it's a like one of those water cooler kind of games where you know you you make your own stories and you tell your own friends about shit that's happened to you the the game itself is you know fairly straightforward fairly basic but it's 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 the little moments that you experience so like there's a you know like in one level if you're like sieging a castle like you actually have to push the battering ram up to the to the wall and then you like then you like break in and you breach and so there's like stages much like a, like a like a battlefield or or like a battlefront where the objectives yeah. are changing as the as the match goes until it's finally over but yeah it's similar to kind of like Overwatch has modes where you have to escort something from the beginning of the map to the end of the map mhm like that right? yeah 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 so so that's it it's i mean as far as gameplay it's you know fairly straightforward but again it's just it's about those little moments that happen and there's plenty of them so like for example uh, I, uh it was me and uh i had a couple of guys beside me uh there's a little scuffle going on and there was one there was one enemy so there's one enemy soldier me and two other guys so my two partners are going in and they're like having their little you know melee and uh i noticed a pile of shit horse shit on the ground so obviously it's like oh yeah i'm gonna pick this up because you can pick up anything too and that's hilarious like you can pick up cabbages or if someone gets decapitated you can pick up an enemy's head but so i picked up this pile of shit and i threw it at this guy that my two teammates were fighting and i hit him in the head and i got a headshot and he died and it kind of <laughs> so, so i got a headshot kill from throwing horse shit at somebody and i was just it's just moments like that where it's like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever played <laughs> like, 
I didn't know you could pick up horse shit. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, it's head, yeah. Have headshot. you seen anyone live? Do you know? Can you get your arm cut off and still live? Is that a thing in this game or not? No. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, yeah. So it's it's funny with the Monty Python references too. But it'll come up and say like it's just a flesh wound, and then your health slowly drains. So you can run around with one arm for a little bit, but you're like bleeding out. And you eventually will just die fairly quickly. Oh, okay. But yeah. So yeah, whether someone's yeah. coming at you with one arm or like oh, and then you can you can throw anything too. So. There's so many situations where I've thrown both my weapons and then you're just running around punching people or, you know, running around staring at the ground trying to look for someone's weapon to pick up. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny because you can throw any weapon you have. I think maybe not the bow. I don't know. Think you, can, you probably can't throw your bow, but any bladed weapon, you can just throw it. And the very first multiplayer game I, I played, that obviously that's what I did because I like, it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. I ran in with a pike and my teammate was fighting someone. I just chucked it at him and hit him in the chest. He just goes down and dies. It was like the first kill I got. And I was like, man, this game is great. <laughs> yeah. But then you're without a weapon. You have to run around on the battlefield, try to find your weapon or another person's weapon or, or a severed head, whatever you can find. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fun chaos. I uh, I was looking down. I was up on this, uh, like this wall, this castle wall. And I threw, I think the guy went to run away from me. So he like dropped down. He was running away. And I, I pulled my pike out and I looked down at him and I chucked it, threw it straight down. It went straight like through his, like down through his head and I got the kill. And it was like, it just felt so good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you like uh, medieval yes. warfare and just fun chaos, that uh, definitely, I couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like fun chaos? Especially uh, considering it's a $40 game. It's not even full priced. Yeah. And you can get it on, you can probably get it online for like more, closer to $30. I. I know I got it on PC for 33 and that was the uh, deluxe edition. You, there are certain websites online like cdkeys.com on PC it's 27 bucks. Oh. Like you can get the Xbox version for I think around the same price and I think you can get the PS, PS4 version right now but I don't know if it's still on sale by the time this podcast comes out for like 33 bucks. And it's a free upgrade to PS5 so it's uh definitely worth it. It's a good price. Mhm. All right. Um so as I mentioned up top, I have a pretty comprehensive little uh, review here for Nier Automata and from the top I will say that Nier Automata is a treat. It's a case study in video games as an art form. It's subversive in a unique way that only video games can be given the agency and interaction that the player has with the story being presented. Uh, Before I go into detail I found Automata wonderfully Japanese in like a Metal Gear Solid kind of way. Uh, So that's that's to say that the, the writing and the dialogue can be like really melodramatic uh, in an anime kind of way, but more often it's also just incredibly funny a lot. There's definitely several times like I, I, I you know, chuckled or, or what have you, or like screen captured like some robots dialogue because it's, it's just such a treat. It's a lot of funny, right. a lot of good humor. But um, so, yeah, there's so much heart and humor. Uh, it is, again, subversive and surreal. And if a single word could sum it all up, it would be fractals. Fractals, bro. Uh, Automata's heady and heavy themes deal with existentialism and metaphysics, uh, the dual nature of man, worlds and consciousnesses, when worlds and consciousnesses, uh, feedback loops, time and space, artificial intelligence, the feudal and senseless nature of conflict and combat, society and religion, uh, it's all explored within the game. So uh, many of these themes are pretty dark and fucked up. Uh, without spoiling anything, I'll just mention uh, genocide and child murder. Uh, and like murder suicide cults <laughs> like shit like that um and it's brilliant because automata can get away with these things because 
It's all portrayed uh, through these like silly looking rudimentary robots, but it's but it's actually like very very dark a lot of the time. So all that said, I'll break down the actual gameplay a bit. Uh, the first thing I noticed was how plain and bland the environments look, especially having been enjoying PlayStation Five games like Demon Souls. But of course, the game is a few yeah. years old as can well. I, can I can I cut in a little bit to break up your your reading? Yes, your reading monologue. Yes. Yeah, I, I went. I played. I played a decent amount of that game. Uh, maybe probably over ten hours, between ten and fifteen hours. And I did. Uh, yeah, the environments are super kind of flat and boring. The gameplay can be a lot of fun, right? Especially like on the uh, mm-hmm. the boss battles and the, the really cool little unique things they do with like a, well, they have something that's kind of like almost like a spaceship battle. What like what do they what do they call those games like Galega, where you're like you're top down, you're looking at a spaceship and you shoot and a bunch of things are flying at you. Yeah, those bu- old school games. Bullet hell, I guess. Right? Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Would you call it bullet? It goes hell? into stuff like that, right? Yes. Yeah. But like the, yeah, the environments are in in between those cool segments. I found that I was just running around a lot. In this kind of empty world, it felt like I was playing an, M- an MMO, but playing it alone. Like, go collect this and go mm-hmm. do that, just running around this empty world. And maybe, I think you said, you can fast travel, and maybe I hadn't unlocked it yet or something. And I was like, man, why well, can't I walk around this empty environment? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, eventually you can you can fast travel. But yeah, and then, so with that in consideration, though, like, the, the player character models look really good and, like, detailed. But other basic NPCs don't look nearly as good and then so like i, f- I found that the, the the actual characters that you're controlling like, kind of stand out because they have so much more detailed compared to like everything else so yeah so the the core gameplay it's like a it's a blend of like stand uh, standard third person action and combat and then and then also those like arcadier bullet hell sections like like what you were talking about and those those appear in a couple different forms as well uh like, like there's like hacking minigame that that is essentially just more bullet hell, just controlling a little arrow and shooting things. But yeah, the, the combat's actually, it's pretty basic. It's fun and flashy and energetic, but it's it's fairly mindless and easy given how the difficulty works. So like the combat system, like it could be much deeper. Like, like you can tell that, that there's like actually some layers to it and there's a lot going on, but that's like, for example, like weapon selection and skill builds could be more significant, but the normal difficulty is so easy that it, none of that really ends up mattering because oh, really? you can pretty much just use any weapon and essentially you're just spamming square until everything dies. Yeah. Can you change the difficulty in the, in the middle of a game? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I will, I will touch on that in a second though, cause I, cause I have a criticism on that as well. Likewise, like positioning matters very little beyond just like aiming a special attack. Uh, because as long as you press R2 to dodge whenever you're, prompted so like uh the robot's eyes will flash red and then there's like a little sound cue so as long as you press r2 at the right time your character will just will dodge in whatever random direction and you automatically avoid taking damage so it's not actually so unlike you know like a soulsborne game where you have to dodge yes but it also depends where you dodge to because you can still get hit whereas in this as long as you press r2 you avoid damage you know, your character will just dodge yeah. in some random direction, and then you just have a small window of, like, invulnerability. Right. So, yeah, I turned the difficulty to hard a few different times throughout playing, uh, but the only difference I really noticed was I would be one-shot or nearly one-shot by larger enemies. So, like, all basic enemies seem to die just as easily, but even, like, at one point late in the game, like, I had a max HP plus six, you know, like, chip, and I would still just, like, a bigger enemy would just, like, 
just hit you once and, and you're dead. And it's like, well, that's yeah. not like that's not <laughs> making it harder. That's just not fun. So well, it is harder. Well, it, it is harder, but it should be <laughs> it should be yeah, I know, more I know. <laughs> to it than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the only difference between normal and hard is you die in one hit. But then there's a level above hard too. There's like a very hard, and it's like, well, you know, like, I don't know. It just it just wasn't uh, like balanced very well. I don't think. So yeah, I didn't feel it was like balanced or worth putting up with. So even though normal just felt mindlessly easy, hard didn't solve that issue for me either. You know, it didn't change anything. It just made me die in one hit. So that wasn't fun. So yeah, so basically the uh, unsatisfying difficulty balances undermine what could be a more complex and demanding uh, combat system. So there are, are Yeah, I think a lot I think a lot of video games have a I think a lot of video games have trouble with different difficulties. I think like I think one of the games I played that handled it the best was like Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. When I turned that thing the whole way up to survival mode, I was like, this game is way better now. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I, yeah, I did that as well um, at your behest. And, and that's definitely the way to play that game for sure. I would say the same thing about Days Gone. If if anyone hasn't played Days Gone yet, play it on survival mode. It's it's really hard at first because it, it really pushes you to build up your character and ammo supply and stuff. But when you put in the time, it's not even a grind. It's just a little harder to establish yourself. But it makes it so much more rewarding and because i don't i don't play every game on hard i play most games on normal i think because i just want to play whatever the whatever the design experience is i want to play it uh-huh but there are some games where they have like a survival mode and stuff like that that makes you really scavenge for items and well like goes to tsushima where it really makes you get the countering down and blocking or getting all your timing down i think that's really cool it's really important but uh, just making enemy bullet sponges and making you take more damage it can feel kind of cheap sometimes. So yeah, I think a lot of video games don't handle it the best, but maybe they're learning. Maybe they'll, maybe they're learning. Who knows? Learning. I don't know. Do you play most games on hard? Like, I just started Ratchet and Clank, and uh, I did start it on hard, but it's because I just played the last one on normal, and it was way too easy. Yeah, it depends as well, like the type of game I'm doing, but a lot of the time I'll, like, uh, especially like first-person shooters, like Doom or, or uh, like Metro or Far Cry or whatever. Yeah, I, I'll usually start on hard and just and see. But yeah, it, it really, I guess it depends on the, on the type of thing. So yeah, if, if, I yeah. Just, if I just want the story and I just want to get in and get out, then yeah, normal. But, but usually with first-person shooters and things like that, like I said, I'll, I do like having that little extra challenge. It just makes it more engaging for me. And then yeah, I, but, and do you find... Oh, I was just going to say, but, but if it does... But if it gets to the point where it's actually just frustrating and I'm getting pissed off, then I'll drop it back down to normal. Yeah, that's the thing is a good hard mode is a mode that doesn't remind you it's on a hard. Like if I play on hard and I forget mm-hmm. that I even have it on hard, but I'm still challenged, like that's the best. Yes. But whenever I'm like cheap, dying on these cheap, ridiculous ways, and then I, it, it reminds me like, oh, this is on hard. That's why. Like that, Like you're saying, that's why I died in one hit. And that's why it felt absurd. Uh-huh because I turned the difficulty up. But whenever a game becomes more challenging, but you forget that it's even on hard, that's like, that's a good hard mode. Yeah, I agree. I, it's been a long time since I played uh, the new Doom remake, but I remember at the time, because I played that on hard, and I remember that feeling pretty pretty great, like pretty perfect, because uh, it was just you know extra little bit of challenge that required you to you know pay attention and be a little bit more careful, but it wasn't, it, yeah, it wasn't like, just it wasn't cheap one-shottiness or, or anything like that. Like, it still felt really good. So I, I have on. Okay. So I, I haven't played Doom Eternal yet, though, but that's definitely on my backlog. Same with Days Gone. But yeah, back to uh, Automata. Um, there are RPG elements and like, uh, like kind of like skill builds. 
and this is really cool because it takes the form of like chipsets uh, because your your player character you're, you're playing an android so as an android you can like mix and match like your own chips which are essentially like skills and perks so like there's chips for like increased weapon damage or increased movement speed or what have you things like that and once you fully upgrade your total slots i think you can have like 40 or so and each individual chip has a number assigned to it that takes up however much of of your total like 40 slots what's cool is you start with the the basic chips that they that your android character needs to function so like this includes chips for like your health bar experience bar enemy levels and health uh damage counters and you can these chips can be removed if you want the if you want to utilize the space that they're taking up and it actually so like it'll actually strip the hud away if you want to give up if you want to sacrifice being able to see your health bar to get like six six extra chip slots you can do that and so like yeah, that's right i forgot about that and that was really that was a really cool part of the game yeah it's super fucking I love that cool. idea yes it's great there's so much cool shit in a game that's like that uh like just uniquely video game things so but yeah so like one of these something only a japanese developer would think of yes yeah exactly and so one of the chips you have is your is your operating system it's your os chip and uh and it even i i think there's a character like fairly early on i think or that mentions it but um you can just you can take it off you can unequip it and you just die it's game over and uh and so that and that counts as like one of the one of the endings you can get because there's like 20 different endings or whatever so there's the three like core gameplay uh playthroughs but then there's there's a bunch of endings like that where like yeah you just pop your os chip out and then like the credits just start going (laughs) and then it'll do the thing it'll, it'll rewind and send you back to the main menu and let, and let you load your game then and then it'll say like you got that ending or whatever but yeah so things like that are just really brilliant so anyway you can have three different builds for different situations um you can like um like chipset a b and c and you can equip one at a time so my basic chipset was like which is for melee combat but then i also had one that i would travel with because there are parts where you can't uh like fast travel and so I would, I would just pop one on that just has increased movement speed so I could run around faster, and I would just use that to get around. And then also I had my third chipset was for like more like ranged damage, and I would equip that for the bullet health sections. So that was really cool. I enjoyed that. Before I mention a couple more cons, though, uh, I have to mention how much I love the soundtrack. Uh, it does that thing I really appreciate. Like I, I first noticed this in Hades when I was playing Hades, but where the, where the tracks of any given song like dynamically weave in and out, in accordance with what you as the player are doing. So like if you're in combat, the music will intensify. If you pause it or enter a menu, it'll it'll strip it back and calm it down. Like for example, like it might it'll like mute any vocal that might be going on in in a song whenever you whenever you enter the pause menu. And then the vocals will fade back in whenever you unpause and go back into the game. Like shit like that. So I I, I just love whenever things like you know, when soundtracks are like dynamic like that. I it's just really, really, really cool. And so then I'll mention too that my favorite song is either probably the desert music. Or the cutesy music from Pascal's Village. And it has like kid vocalizations, and I, th- I think I'd mentioned it at one point. I thought it was singing like clownfish, clownfish. Clown 
<laughs> but it turns out it's just like gibberish, which 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 in itself is really neat because it's like like certain words sound like super Germanic and and certain words sound more like Japanese, but it's all just like just gibberish vocalizations. But so yeah, that's funny. It's kind of like uh, the band I really like, Igor, I G O R R R. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they sing. I think the dude who writes everything, he's French, and there's an opera, there's a female opera singer and a heavy metal growler, and they don't say real words. They just make tones that give you the emotion without any real... So you really feel things, and it seems mm-hmm. like they're... They must be saying something. Like, you think they're just speaking a different language or something, but it's just gibberish. It's yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think there's, like, one song, I think, that actually has, like, real words in it, because I was listening to the soundtrack on YouTube earlier. But other than that, like, even the Desert song that I think might be my favorite, I, I'm pretty sure that's all just... Yeah, just uh, nonsense vocalizations as well, but it, it's just like super, like you know, like impassioned and and like you said, it gets the gets the emotion across without actually saying anything, and it's very brilliant, I think. So yes, uh, the core narrative is experienced over three playthroughs. The second playthrough is similar to the first, but it's just from a different character's perspective, and then the third playthrough changes things wildly and progresses the story to its text-heavy conclusion. Uh, and that is to say that it uh, it really dumps a lot of like narrative and and like exposition and stuff on you like pretty quickly. Like the second half of playthrough three is just it's a lot of reading shit. And so you don't have to if you don't care, I guess. But whether it's like dialogue or like all these like text files that you can find, like it at this point, I, like I was still enjoying myself, but I, I felt like I was like okay, I'm ready for the game to be over. You know, like I'm ready to oh, move. So on. you weren't interested in reading that stuff. I I was, but after. You know, after like 50 hours and then like it got to the point where it was like it seemed like some of that stuff could have been peppered in more organically earlier in the playthroughs, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's just like there's a it's like too much at once. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, like, OK, we're, we're, we're getting towards the end. So here's a giant info dump. But I, mean, I, I have a real, that that can be another conversation, too, is audio files and and uh, like journal entries that you find in every video game you play. Uh huh. Because I find I don't. I hate reading. I like I like reading. I read books, but in video games, unless the story is really compelling, like I think the only game that I read, I think whenever Skyrim first came out, I really read like every book I found. I would like skim through it because I was because I was I loved Skyrim at first, and I would save all the books and put them on my bookshelf at home. Like I was really into that shit. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh, The Last of Us, I think, is the only thing where every time I find something that you read, I love it. I love reading that lore and getting into that world. Mm-hmm. But most of the games are just like, it's just like this generic worlds and characters. And it's like, who gives a shit? Like, why do you think people want to read this half-ass cliche stuff that you're putting in our face? Like, just so it takes up more of our time. We don't care. Right. And most games, you just want to play. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in this in, in this case, it's definitely like good info. But I guess it kind of starts, it, it gets to a point where it's like, uh, okay, I, I get it. Like, it's it's just like rehashing the same kind of like theme and idea that, you by by this point in the games, I guess I, I understand this. I don't need to like read about it seven more times, you know. Yeah. But mostly, I mean, it is good stuff. Like it is like good, you know, information and, and things to read. But it's just it gets to a point where you understand the point, and you don't need the game to tell you that in a another way than it already has, you know. But small crit- right. small criticism. And then there's also a section in the third playthrough. It, it it comes out of nowhere, and it doesn't really it doesn't control very well. Uh, Because I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, you take control of, like, a huge fucking robot. And uh, so 
it got to the point where I, I was questioning whether I was actually even like controlling it or playing. It, it, it just controls so slow that like you could press, I could press a button and then it's like super slowly moving and reacting. And then I've already pressed like three other buttons because I don't know. And it's just, I couldn't tell if I was actually controlling it or not at one point. It just wasn't very good. Yeah, So it, I can it, see that. So it turns out I was controlling it, uh, but, I, but I died and, and I got a game over screen. And that really doesn't happen in the game otherwise, because normally you, you just respawn back at the nearest you know, save point, and then you, you run back and you pick up your body. So it's not a game over. It's like Dark Souls where, yeah, you, you got to run back to where you died and pick up all your shit. But, but so this part was just, was just like, nope, game over. And I was like, oh. So in the third playthrough, there's these long, like, epic sections and they don't really let you save often. And, and this was one of those times. And so with that game over screen, I was set back like 45 minutes because like I, I had to restart the whole mission just to get to this point where I, you know, and it's just, and so that, that really sucked. And then yeah, it's, that's, that's like something like that would just put me off completely. I probably wouldn't never turn it back on. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost turned it off. Um, so then what I did was I just like beelined straight back to there. I, I was just running past enemies at that point. Like I was taken out of it. It's like, all right, well, I don't give a fuck about any items I found or or what I did. I'm just gonna run past enemies and get back to that, get back to where I was. And so it, it, it turns out I, I could have saved it, but but again, like these long like epic sections, you're not thinking about saving because you have to manually save. It doesn't auto save. So I could have. There was a point where I could have saved it and not have gotten set back so far. But so that so that was on me. But it still wasn't. It's just. Uh, it wasn't a very good part, I don't think, regardless. Oh, so anyway, shortly... Wait, at- you, said you, you said you could have saved it, but you didn't? Yeah, so so whenever I got back to that point, I, I made sure to save it before this fight. Oh, okay. But, but it's just like, there's so much stuff happening, and like, huge set piece after huge set piece after huge set piece, that like, you're really like, locked in and like, invested in what's going on, and I just, I don't know, just, I didn't think about saving it. So then the so so, so then again the second time I was like okay make sure you yeah. save it because if I die in a stupid fucking fight again I you know I'm not doing <laughs> yeah I'm not going back that right. far so but so then anyway at the end of another like extended section later on after doing like there's several of those bullet hell puzzle hacking things and uh-huh. and so it's like you're like you're going up this tower and there's different levels of this tower and each level has like three of these mini game hacking bullet hell things that you have to do. And they're like the hardest that they've been in the game. Like they're actually like pretty challenging. A couple of them, I, I had to restart quite a few of them. So would you say they're harder than uh, Cuphead? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's something I need to play too. I or, or finish. Although you did play it, I uh, didn't finish it. I okay. Yeah, I did like the first like section of the world, probably like probably like four or five bosses or so. But um, uh, now the game is so good. I played the whole thing <laughs> with an arcade stick. And it was amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I should do that. So anyway, after several of these like puzzles, the prompt for the final one wasn't coming up because you, you got to run up to the chest that you're hacking and it'll, it'll give you your triangle prompt. Well, it's the, it's the very last one. It's, just like, it's like the eighth or tenth one of these things. This is, again, this is one of those parts where like you can't save. And so it's like, fuck, if I have to reload this, I'm going to do this whole tower of puzzles again. And so it's like, oh, fuck. Like, seriously, is this going to happen? So So I just started like spamming buttons and attacking and just hitting my special and so i'm just like swinging at this chest and eventually out of nowhere it triangle came up and i was able to do it but for 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 a second i was like oh dude like you're gonna fuck up right now luckily i I got the prompt to come up 
Yeah, so if I had yeah. to re reload it there, I, I would have had to do that whole tower again. Also, in fairness, too, I guess I read that you can put it on easy mode, and then there's like a chip you can get that's like an auto-hack chip, but it's only in easy mode. So technically, I, I guess if I had to do that over again, I could have dropped it to easy, put the auto-hack chip, chip in, and then essentially skip them. Right. But luckily, yeah. I d didn't have to. It sounds like a kind of a pain in the butt. Doesn't sound as bad as like Halo's save system, which is completely random shit. Oh my god, I know. I can't believe they still use that same save system where it's just like it basically auto saves when like there's no one around, right? Yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't. It doesn't sometimes. sometimes yeah. It just doesn't, and then you just get sent back like thirty minutes, and it's like, what? Is it, there's no thing <laughs> saved in the meantime. Uh huh. God, yeah. I can't believe they still use that system. Oh, I know, it's terrible. But that's that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, once again, if you have any interest at all in like existential themes or, or if you appreciate video games and, and how the gameplay experience can be like subverted and especially in a way that's tied directly to the narrative and the themes of the game then you absolutely got to play near automata so so if i were to put a number on it I, i'd probably give it like an like an eight two five eight five somewhere in there but was that it really good oh, i thought you were gonna give it higher than that well, that's good but i just thought you loved it more than that yeah well it could just the you know the combat again could be better difficulty could be better balanced and the environments could be less bland and shit but it's 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 more just the story and, and the themes that really resonated with me a lot it's just, yeah. just really fun what's the last so. game you played what's the last game you played that you would give a perfect 10 out of 10 mm, i don't know if i don't really know if i'd give anything a 10 out <laughs> 10 out of 10 besides like diablo 2 but uh <laughs> oh, oh yeah i've been getting so excited about september mm -hmm. i might maybe i'll take i think i might take off work <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I plan to as well. <laughs> but yeah, the the last thing that would have gotten close would have been Last of Us 2. But even that, I have criticisms with a couple parts and like, but the combat and stuff and the, and the difficulty uh, that, you know, would drop it down to probably like a 9.5 or 9.75 for me. There's just, just a couple of things that I wouldn't consider perfect, you know, because I think giving something a 10 yeah. out of 10 is, is a big deal. And I, see, even like yeah, my, I mean, my favorite games ever... I, you know, I wouldn't say are perfect 10 out of 10 games. Like, if I can criticize anything at all, then it's not a perfect 10, I guess is, is kind of how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rule... Maybe that's a good good topic of conversation, too. I don't know what, what the rule is for a perfect 10, 10 out of 10. I, I played Ghost of Tsushima after Last of Us 2. Me too. But I think for me, that comes close to a, a 10 because I really like the story. I really like the combat. And even when I try to think of what did I really dislike, I... It's really hard for me to think of anything other than the fact that it's kind of like a typical open world, go here, do this, clear this base, which mm. I'm a little bit sick of, but I don't know what the, I don't know what, as a developer, I don't know what a way around that is other than just maybe your game doesn't have to be 80 hours long. <laughs> maybe, yeah, right. Like maybe you don't have to do that. But then the combat is so good and like the leveling up, well, there's a lot of leveling up to do that increase your skills and stuff. So it, it's not that it was a waste of time to clear bases and stuff, but that's probably, that's probably close to a ten for me, but I think Last of yeah, Us Two, I too, probably I would give it. I probably would give that a ten, but I would give it a ten just because of how engrossed I was the entire time I was playing. Like I, mm -hmm. I didn't have problems with the combat like you did. You ran into some issues that I, I didn't experience, but I played on normal. I think you played on hard. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, uh, first time I did yeah hard, and then second time I did survivor or whatever. But the yeah, I, I remember talking to you about this, but there was one. One time particularly where, like, so it, it's one of those big, you know, combat sections of the game. Like, you're essentially in this, like, flooded building, and you can swim around. And I got caught in this loop on Survivor where 
you know, it's like 30 people in there on like two different levels. Someone, you know, 200 fucking yards away, like on a level above you can just see you somehow no matter where you're at. I, I think like I got caught in the sloop where I was swimming and then every time that I would surface for air, there she is. And then someone, you know, 300 yards away starts shooting at you. So then, okay, well, I got to, I got to swim back under. I'm going to, I'll swim over here and I'll surface at a different place. Same thing. There she is. And it's just like, okay, well, so I, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get out. I just had to, I just had to reload it because there was nowhere to surface where you weren't immediately getting shot at from a thousand different directions, you know? Oh, I thought you just like ran to the boat and immediately got away instead of killing anything. Yeah, that is eventually what I did there. Yeah, I just, <laughs> um, I was like, all right, well, don't get caught in the, you know, swimming around. So I just, yeah, I just beelined for the boat and then, and then, yeah. And then everyone just like stops, even though I'm getting shot at by a dozen different people from a dozen different directions. As soon as you run up to the boat and hit the prompt, they all just like stop and like watch you. And she's just like, you know, like starting, like pulling the, the, the motor and everyone just, yeah. and everyone just watches me sit in this boat and like slowly like yeah. steer away. Dagnabbit, she's getting away. <laughs> yeah. Should right. we use our guns? It's too late. Yeah. Just let her go. Yeah. So yeah, right before this, everyone's a sharpshooter and no, nobody can miss you and there's nothing you can do. And then, and then a second later, everyone just stops and watches. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I was so engrossed in the story. It was just blowing my mind, and like I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen next, and blah blah blah. And I have, it's very rare that I'm into a story that hard. Yeah. Just like the feeling it gave me, even like, oh man, I want to. I should we not do spoilers? I guess probably not. <laughs> even three hours in, whenever the bad thing happens. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I, I as soon as that that happened, I just turned it off and went to take a shower, and I was, I wasn't <laughs> crying, but I felt so sad in the shower, like. What the fuck? I was so angry and sad. Oh, yeah. And I loved it because I know very rarely that a fictional story can make me feel that way. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. Like, if, if I was rating different, you know, parts of the game, then, yeah, as far as the narrative and everything, that is a perfect 10. It's just uh, some of the gameplay stuff I wouldn't consider totally perfect. But, but yeah, narratively, it's... I don't know, would you say it's probably the best story you've ever experienced in a video game? Because it's got to be, right? Y- yeah. It is. I mean, some of the Metal Gear games are up there. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, like Metal Gear 3, at the end, when you're fighting in that field, you're fighting the lady in the yes. field. Yes, yes. Big, bo- big boss. Uh, yeah, I remember, like, that part. Me- and even Metal Gear 4, at the end, when you're, like, you're climbing through that, like, vent that's, like, heat. And All it's, like, tearing your clothes off. The microwave chamber thing, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're climbing to, like, fight, uh, what's his name? The gun dude? Revolver! Ocelot! Yeah, Ocelot. Yeah, like that was really intense too. So those games are up there, but the way that Last of Us handles really deep, dark, like human issues and social issues, mm-hmm. like that's more of my my kind of alley. And I was like, man, this is it's so good. It's like it's handled almost perfectly. I think. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and that's uh, I, I I guess some people would criticize that because like certain people don't like yeah. to be challenged or whatever yeah you made me feel things i, don't I hate no. you <laughs> yeah but you know but you but, made me sad <laughs> fuck off but for people like us i mean that's that's exactly what we want i want i want to be challenged that's that's what's interesting to me that's that's why i love video games you know and yeah especially like at one part where it makes you it, you know it makes you press the button to 
to yeah. it, that, it to, uh, that was the I, one thing I didn't like is it made you push that button. I was like, I don't want to push it. I kept trying not to push it, but it makes you push it. And I, and it's appropriate for the story, but and I and I understand that that's that's her story. It's not mm-hmm. like an RPG where it's my story, so like I get it. Right, right. But uh, but, oh, man, I really didn't. Like, I was at the end of the see, game. Yeah. It's like where it's forcing you to push it. Like I, I can't. I tried as hard as I could to not. I thought, well, maybe I just don't push it. This character will die instead, and I'm fine with that. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it makes you do things you don't want to do sometimes. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's really. But I like I like that. Yeah. Right. But, at that yeah. particular part of the end that you're talking about, I, I was I was I was all in. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was spamming <laughs> that button. I was like, this is so cool, and I was so into what was happening. And I, I was like, oh That's my really god, funny. this is fucking awesome. Because I by the end I wasn't on Ellie's side. I was on um, what's her face, mm-hmm. Abby. What's her names? Abby. What's her name? With an A. I kept wanting to call her Anne. Yeah, I was um, on Abby's side by the end, and I was like, I don't want to push this. I you know I I I love Abby, and and I love her side of the story as well but i was i don't know i was i was just still i was just still just the thing on, is, i was still just on ellie's side i guess and i was like even though i love abby a lot i was still like yeah. so. i was it's funny because like well, it's funny we're in the we're in the last of us discussion now yep <laughs> uh even though i was more on abby's side than ellie's side i was still more on joel's side than anybody's side so like sure. it made me that made me understand ellie's anger and hate but i also understood that she's obviously he's way too engulfed in, in her hate um whereas whereas abby was like you know I, I lost my father and my father was trying to help save the world and her her story's way more complex than just anger and hate even though that's mm-hmm. kind of what it was for her for a little bit right but uh i mean joel is still my favorite oh character. yeah oh yeah even though at the end of the first last of us he chooses one human over all of humanity I think that that's so romantic and poetic that it's, it's like uh, I, you, I'll be on his side forever, no yes, matter what. Yes, and then just and then and he lies about it too, and that's that's just how the game ends. It's just Ellie's just like right, okay, and you can tell she doesn't totally <laughs> believe him, and then just that's it, game over. It's just like oh wow, yeah, that's that's those that's some of the best writing in a video game, not just a video game, in any story ever. I think that's some of the best writing. Yes, yeah. I would agree, and and uh, and then the Metal Gear games, and then I would say Bioshock Infinite. Oh yeah, yeah, good call on that. I've, I I actually want to replay that and, and go back because I don't know how much of the time I was really digesting the themes and stuff. I would like to go back with like a fresher, older brain, you know, and, and re-experience it. But I remember, yeah, I love that game. It, whenever that game came out, and even maybe still, it's maybe the ballsiest story I've seen in a video game where it's like, hey, what if the Confederates? embraced science like they're, they're christian they're religious they embrace but they at the same time they embrace science so they can build a city in the sky and, and maintain slavery i was like holy shit mm-hmm. what a ballsy fucking story <laughs> yeah i love that game yeah real yeah challenging themes it's just it's just uniquely video game too that you know that you have agency in the story and you know i guess back to like what i was saying with the last of us where like whether the game you know the, the plot is what it is and it's laid out however it is and there is a story that's being presented to you but there's you know something incredibly unique about still being a player and having the agency and and you're the one that has to press that button or you know and that's just something that no other medium can do and that's part of why video games are so special yeah i definitely can't think of another game that made me feel so adverse to forcing me doing to do something i didn't want to do <laughs> yeah but but isn't that and that was the point that's awesome sure though, right he, yeah i'm sure that when neil was writing that he has that in mind he knows that it's going to be hard for you, but 
that's the point and that's what stories don't do enough of is challenge you and push you to do or to experience things that maybe you don't want to or you're not ready for yeah it doesn't mean that you're a bad person because you push it it's fiction you know it's it's uh it's not you it's the story right but and it's good that it makes you feel uncomfortable and the people who who criticize it a lot of the reviews who you know it was like review bombed when it came out because it it made people feel uncomfortable in multiple ways yeah it made people feel unwoke that one of their favorite characters passed away it made people made, made people feel uncomfortable because at the end they had to do something they didn't want to do it made super anti-woke people feel uncomfortable because they thought the game was woke even though I would say I'm I'm very anti-woke, but I didn't feel the game was woke. I felt like they handled it very well. I agree. Barring one line of dialogue so, I, thought, I thought was heavy-handed, but... Yeah, so it pissed everyone off in different ways. It pissed every direction of the political scale. It pissed everyone off in a different way. <laughs> but uh, that just makes me love it even more. Yes, yes. Um, this, this reminds me, too, of a conversation we had a little bit a couple years ago when we uh, did that first... Uh, Ragdoll Farsist podcast thing, but talking about because I think it was uh, Modern Warfare. I think that was coming out that year, like the the new Modern Warfare. And I remember people talking about because like there's a section of the game where you are like you and your squad are storming through like this terrorist hideout, I guess. But just like real life, it's like there's women and children in there, and you know you're going in for the guys, but the terrorist families live there too, and like they're so, uh, as spoilers for Modern Warfare, I guess, but there's this one part where a woman goes for, like, goes, like, towards this crib, and then there's not a baby in there, there's a gun, and so then she, you think she's just going to save her kid, and then she pulls a gun out, and you have to shoot her, or or she kills you. Right. And I remember, I remember that challenging people, and it's like, oh, should we really be, you know, portraying war like that? And it's like, well, that's, that's real life. That's how it is. And, right. <laughs> you know, innocent people die all the fucking time in war. That's just, and if that's challenging for you, then you don't have to play the game. But, but I, I loved the campaign in that game because of sections like that, where it's like, holy shit, you know, like, I mean, obviously like yeah. kids don't, like you don't see any kids die or anything, but like after that mission, like that's you too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see. <laughs> so like little kids getting their like in uh, <laughs> like in U Bulls movie, uh, Postal. Oh yeah, the little kids getting shot just like that. That's that scene where those little kids are getting shot. I think that was great. It is yeah, that's hilarious. But uh, so like but so then at the end of the section though, after you've cleared the building of the targets, it's like all right, soldier, let's move on, move out. So like you're just going on with the game, but on the way out of this building. Like, I looked over, and there was just, like, one of your, like, fellow AI soldier squad mates. He was just, like, he was, like, down on one knee and, like, consoling one of these kids. And it's just, you just, like, it, like, if you're not looking, you can miss it. Because it's just, like, all right, here's your next objective. Leave the building. But but if you if you pay attention on your way out, there's, like, there's like these little human moments. It's, like, you know, it, I, just, I didn't expect to be yeah. moved like that by a Call of Duty game, but just just a small moment like that, like you just you just went through and blasted yeah. all, the, all these kids' parents, and now and now this is the this is the other end of that. Now yeah, it's, it's time to console feel, these kids, you know. It's heartwarming for a second until you see that the baby has a bomb strapped to it. Get the <laughs> fuck out of there or kill the baby. Uh, so spoilers, <laughs> but yeah. So I it's shit like that that uh, that's why I love video games so much and. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, Children of Men. You've seen that movie, right? No. 
Holy shit. I'm aware of it, but I, with you? I, I don't know. That's one of the best movies that's ever. It's up there for like, it's up there with me for like Pan's Labyrinth and there will be blood and stuff. Oh, okay. But there's a movie where the whole town is fighting and there's all these tanks shooting shit and there's everyone's fighting and it's crazy. And the, the main point of this movie is kids can't, there hasn't been a kid born in like 16 years or something. Like oh. the population is like dying out. Oh, okay. But they're, but they're trying to escort this pregnant girl from one place to the other. And she ends up having the kid in this war zone, and the, and the main oh. character is carrying the baby out, and everyone just stops and just watches the baby be carried out. And as soon as he's out of the oh, building, I've everything just part. picks up again. Everyone starts shooting again. It's it's awesome fucking scene. Okay, I, I have seen that scene, because I think it was like on at someone's house one time. So I, I did see that scene, but I, I didn't see the whole movie. I forgot that that's what that movie is. Okay. Yeah, definitely watch it. It's one of the first movies that I remember seeing where they recorded really long, like five-minute 10 minute segments where it was all kinds of stunts and crazy shit with no cuts. They did it all in one cut and there's all kinds of insanity going on. And you're like, you're just like, wow, how did they, they had to actually act without fucking this up for minutes at a time. Like it's crazy. The directing is really good. Yeah. I, I always appreciate that shit. Like, uh, then true detective season one did that, yeah, they do that too. in that one episode. They had that. Cause that's when I first kind of started hearing people like acknowledge that like, Oh man, you need to see the scene. It's just all one long take. It's like seven minutes long. And then, so I think that's becoming like, you know, people are more aware of that now because uh, even uh, Black Summer does that a lot, has a lot of extended yeah. scenes. Like the whole... Yeah, they do that a lot too. Like that first ep- really episode, yeah. So not only is it like one super long continuous shot, it's like, it's like a drone too. You can tell um, that the camera's like on a drone and it's like flying over oh, this yeah. crowd of people and it like turns around and it's like going... And it's just like, it's super impressive. And it's, right. it's nuts to think about like directing that and like the choreography and how on top of it like everybody involved has to be which is nuts you know when you have yeah. the, when you have these like 30 extras running around and yeah it's just... really nuts everyone has to get that shit right or like to restart restart the whole thing how much of that show did you watch oh i finished it i i loved it i, I got through it so Both i seasons yeah whoa <laughs> well, well the one day i was kind of sick and took off work and just like watched it like all day so yeah the first I, I, we're, we're so far off topic but <laughs> yeah the first episode of season two where the main character from season one turns into a uh, zombie i mean spoilers but mm. he turns into a zombie at the beginning and then at the end he comes back and smashes his head through that car windshield yes i was like man that was fucking that was genius what awesome writing it's just i guess sometimes when life sometimes when you get lemons you make lemonade or whatever no fucking smashes through and just at the end uh, i was laughing so loud i was like wow that's so good yeah you know speaking of last of us i i think like i think black summer is the like closest and best to it like uh to like a last of us adaptation that you're you're ever going to get on film you know because the the base infected are yeah. very similar and then just as far as the themes go in the characters you know like um the mother and the daughter dynamic is you know it's not a leap to see how that you can compare that to joel and ellie and i, yeah. I like i don't think, I really i don't think a last of us movie is ever gonna be as good well, as like black we'll Summer. we'll see i mean they're doing the tv show the hbo show right and Neil's writing yeah it, yeah directing it himself so it, yeah that'll be i think it'll be good if, as long as he's involved i think it'll be good yeah yeah but uh yeah i also like how black summer kind of does that kind of like a memento thing the movie memento where it's memento it it's not like it it constantly kind of goes back in time it shows you one person's story goes back to another person's story and shows how all these stories meet together and it's really interesting how they put how because you're always wondering how's this how did that happen and then they show you how it happened and you're like wow that's really interesting uh-huh 
Yeah, I, I know there were some moments in the Black Summer seasons where I was like, oh, really? Like some kind of, I know there were some story points that I was slightly disappointed with, but it's like I was only disappointed because most of it is so good that whenever it's slightly not good, you really see it. Yeah. It make me like a little hole or something. But uh, not a big deal. It's, I think that I think that show was awesome as shit. Yeah, yeah, I was very, very surprised. It's uh, It's a hell of a lot better than that piece of shit Army of the Dead. I can't believe I watched that. The movie sucks so much dick. I watched half of it, and I fell asleep, and then I tried to turn it back on later, and I was like, no, I can't. This no. is really bad. Yeah, it's it was awful. It's so up its own ass, too. The, the whole fucking 10-minute intro, it's like, all right, Zack Snyder, Jesus Christ. It's way too long. It's like over two hours long. Nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. The, there's no... no nothing happens. Like, <laughs> the movie ends. It's just like, you, you didn't resolve anything. Nothing... Uh, it's just... <laughs> it's pointless. It's a pointless movie. And he's the one who did the Dawn of the Dead remake in the mall. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I didn't even know that until I saw this, and I was like, "Oh, he's using Richard Cheese. Saw, he was Dick using, Cheese again." Yeah, he was using Dick Cheese again, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> for Richard Cheese." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, he's using him again." I was like, "Holy shit!" And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know he did the original remake, which was really good." Yes. So I don't know. I don't know what happened with this one because it just sucks. But Dick Cheese is yeah. awesome. I still, yeah, I still think that whole intro awesome. sequence is way too long, but as long as Richard Cheese is playing, it's it's all right with me. <laughs> there were a couple scenes, like a couple lines that Batista did, where it was like, oh, he's pretty good. And then there was a couple scenes where it literally just sounds like he's just like reading off a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, I, I could wonder at some point if the actors know that they're in a shit movie, so they just lose interest in acting. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's what it seemed like, because like, he had like one scene with his daughter that I thought, like early on, that I thought was okay, and then like halfway through the movie, there's another scene where he's talking to his daughter, and again, it's just like, yeah. he just sounds like he's reading off a piece of paper. I thought the scenes with him and his daughter were mostly really cringy, and I was like, oh, yeah. really? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that Anyway. Movie. Well, uh, we've been going pretty long. Do you want to do, you want to do Patty Hernandez next time? We can maybe just make that our topic of the show. The, the Kotaku thing? Yeah, I'm trying to think if it'll lose, if it'll be out, a little outdated. I guess it won't really be that outdated because I want to talk about the social... I want to talk about the politics of ingesting wokeness into fucking everything and, like, why is this even in gaming and why is this your... Why is it such a concern for you to address racism in video game journalism? It all seems very odd in her article. Her introduction article, I think, is half of it's really good. I think half of it is kind of just rambling... Mm-hmm. In, incoherent trash. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't be nice when wokeism is involved. So uh, we can cover it next time, and people can kind of get an idea of what they're into based on what I just said. Yeah, I, I think it's a good little, little tease on that. I mean, this this will come up next week or in two weeks, whenever we do whenever we do this. But yeah, half her article when she when she actually talks about video games in her article, she hits the nail on the head. It's very good. But then she goes, she intersperses this these woke paragraphs in there and it's like where's this coming from and it's weird and it's like why uh and those are the ones i want to talk about so it's like okay. it's not that she's not informed with video games she's she obviously knows when it comes to gaming she knows what she's talking about but injecting this political shit it seems absurd to me and I, yeah that's what i want to talk about so it'll be a good topic of the show yeah because i i feel like we could easily talk about that for like a half hour and i feel like we've probably already been going for close to two so <laughs> right yeah, that's true. And we only wanted to do like an hour and a half at most, so mm-hmm. we can save it. Oh my god, I never hit record. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, uh, if you are listening, one or two 
person. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We are, like uh, Josh just mentioned, we're going to try to do this eh, maybe once a week, every two weeks, maybe. So just uh, stay tuned in to um, Twitter, I guess, for announcements. I am uh, at VRACHNID, V-R-A-C-H-N-I-D, and uh, Jeffy Juice on Instagram, if you want to see a picture of my cat. But yeah, I guess uh, look at if you want to pay attention to Twitter huh? for for show updates. Yeah, and then for me, uh, you can follow me under my pen name if you want to. I'm Umni O O M N Y. Uh, and if you go to my website Umni dot rocks, uh, I'm working on an ep- ep- episodic novel called The Philosopher with a Z because it involves a little bit of zombies. P H I L O Z O P H E R. You can read it for free on there. And I also released a children's book with some other dude, an artist who works in the gaming industry called Boy Girl Monster. Uh, if you're interested, you can find links at Rocks, and you can follow me at... I'm not sure which... I'm I'm on Minds. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm also on ThinkSpot, but I haven't been on there in a while. But my username is either Umni or it's UmniRocks. Uh, it's different depending on the name availability on the platform. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can just search Umni. I'm sure it'll come up. It's My icon is like a little O with an I. It's kind of... It's a clockwork orange theme. You'll see it. Follow me there. I haven't updated my social media in a month because I've been working on other things, but I'm going to get back to it soon. So, All right. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, just to reiterate one more time, at uh, VRACnet on Twitter for show updates. Uh, right now, I just plan on putting it on SoundCloud, but I think once we get, maybe once we get a couple episodes done and and uh, you know, kind of solidify what we're doing, I'll definitely look to put it on other podcast platforms as well. Apple Podcasts, eventually... Spotify probably eventually, but but uh, yeah, SoundCloud for now. So again, just uh, well, pay, pay attention to the maybe Twitter. instead of playing Knockout City the rest of the day, you should uh, figure out how to put this shit on all the other things. That uh, way, it's ready to go. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll definitely look into that later and, and tomorrow when I'm doing all the editing and stuff. So because well, I I looked into it before and I know there are some websites where like uh where they offer a service where you just upload it there yeah, and then the website automatically right. puts it everywhere. So yeah, you definitely do that. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the ragdoll. Uh, we got get ragdoll games cast <laughs> jolly jelly media. Um, I, I'm working on a website as well. Kind of just like a, like a jolly jelly website, just to kind of, uh, you know, just to kind of house everything and basically just like an online portfolio i guess you know no no one really goes to websites anymore but just uh but just like a central place yeah. to where we can share our bullshit and yeah and we we call it ragdoll we call it ragdoll because we bounce around everywhere in our conversation <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not true we used to we have a website called ragdoll pharmacists that's video game satire but we don't update it anymore but uh the ragdoll does make sense considering we can't stick to one topic for more than three minutes so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah actually uh, might end up making more sense than we even uh, <laughs> uh, anticipated. So, all right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye bye. <laughs>